I'm Robbie McDonald. And I'm Jordan Lee. We're two writers who've been friends for 15 years. Recently, we both discovered we have the shared experience of figuring out we have ADHD in midlife. Holy Shit, I Have ADHD is a platform for adults discovering their neurodivergence, as well as a way to spread awareness of ADHD. This is a podcast about ADHD, hosted by two people with ADHD. While each episode has a general theme, our meandering trains of thought mean we often cover several other themes in the process. We are not experts, simply two people sharing their experiences of discovering their ADHD in midlife. If you suspect you or someone you know may have ADHD, speaking to a medical professional should be part of your discovery journey. So behold, mm-hmm. the majesty. I can see walls of- behind you, you got a whiteboard. Uh, it, it, uh, I can see something on the wall meant to block a doorknob, which means that you're in a room with a door that closes. Yes. Which is like, I have not had in a few years. <laughs> like I definitely didn't have it at the place yeah. of kids. Um, and when we, um, when we first moved in together, it was like in a, like a split level kind of thing. And I didn't quite have it there either, just because it was this kind of like double off thing. So there was no closed doors right. kind of thing. And that was before Zoom was just life. Um, so I didn't have to do this as much. But um, yeah, and the fact that it's all white and it has big windows and the light is glorious. And I'm going to apologize because I'm hoping I'm not too echoey. I, I need to get a carpet or something in here because there's not much in the way of sound absorbing things. So I hope it's not the sound quality is no sound quality is fine. There's definitely a bit of a room tone you can hear. But I mean, we both I I have one uh, in my place, too, because, again, I also don't have a carpet and the and I'm I'm basically speaking into a wall. Uh, There's a monitor directly in front of me and then just like a bare wall behind me. So we're both going to get a bunch of reflections. It's just, you know, we do what we can, but uh, uh, we still got. In my opinion, uh, uh, far better sound quality than like 70% of the podcasts out there simply by virtue of not going off of our Zoom calls. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. Thanks for reminding me of that, actually. And the fact that, yeah, because, yeah, I I hear that now and then, too. And people just like, even the notifications are just going off on your computers. And that's just like part of the charm. But we're not doing that, I hope. I mean, I have to lock all that shit down anyway, (laughs) otherwise I can't cope. (laughs) <laughs> just in a perpetual state of distraction um <clears throat> but how about you i feel like again like we've been sort of sporadic because of my move and everything and you've been sort of out there doing things what's been going on with you mm, what has been going on uh well um i can't remember when the last time we talked was but uh i think i may have told you we started um doing uh, uh shows again our improv company um, so I'm obviously mm-hmm. of a mixed mind about that because on the one hand, you know, that kind of stuff brings me a great deal of joy and teaching classes and all that stuff, which I'm able to do again now. But on the other hand, you know, it's, it, there's still a very real pandemic out there. So I can't help but feel like, uh, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know whether this is a thing we should be doing. Actually. Yeah. I remember I o- almost said this exact sentence last time. So we definitely talked about it. Um, but yeah, so so mm-hmm. I did that. Um, you were talking. You, you you pointed out on Twitter all of my all of my bulk dry goods. Uh, that was oh my god, they're majestic. That, that was something I did. Uh, <laughs> was spent a couple hundred bucks at, uh, at at the superstore getting all of my my grains and pulses and whatnot and putting them into containers. So uh, yeah, I've been been eating actually really well uh, the last few weeks, which has been good. Um, lots mm-hmm. of uh, mostly kind of vegan meals and. Um, and yeah, and just like, you know, trying to mm. trying to eat cheap and a little bit healthier. 
Um, hmm, what else is going on? Uh, weather's been all over the place. Uh, as you said, but you, you saw my bike behind me here. Um, I, I did some tune up on that this week and, or last week, I guess, and got out for a ride a couple times and stuff. So that's been nice. Um, Mm. yeah, I don't know. It's been, other than that though, it's been pretty quiet. Um, you know, I've had a little bit of client work and, and selling some stuff and putting out, uh, resumes for other work and yeah, just, just sort of, sort of same old shit. (laughs) Just keep on keeping Mm -hmm. on kind of thing. How about Mm -hmm. you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just in this state of upheaval and it's mostly good. Like the fact that, you know, we're in the place now that we've been wanting to get into for a number of years. They've done so many things to make it nice, like new flooring and fresh white paint. And like it's they had it professionally clean before we moved in. I think this is like my first time. And actually the second like the first place that I was at, this is actually kind of funny. Okay, so when I first got a studio, like a really lovely studio apartment in Vancouver, it was on East 2nd. Um, on the other, on just off Commercial Drive. This place is on the other mm. side of Commercial Drive, also on East Second. So I feel like there's good vibes for nice. me on this street. Um, but that place had just been recently renovated, so they had cleaned it and everything, and put in all new appliances. And so I didn't have to clean mm. it, which was so nice. That's always lovely. Um, and this, the same was true here. Like there's a few things like cabinets need to be replaced, but it's just always so nice when I don't, because almost all of the moves I've ever done as a renter and We've talked about this on the show before. I think I've moved 41 or 42 times in my life. And it's only been recently I've understood that's not what most people do. (laughs) I just thought like everybody moved around, especially in my 20s when I was like in these like fly-by-night relationships that would explode in six months. Um, Fuck. Anyway, so um, it was nice to move in here and not have to clean, but we still had to um, take care of the old place. And I don't think I realized like just how depressing that building was because i had kind of come to accept it the beige paint the dark hallways the silverfish skittering around everywhere the mice infestation last summer the mold and because this is weird but i didn't know this until recently either eighth ave is a main sewer line that runs out to the treatment plant in richmond Mm. and anytime you would go to the basement of our building and in the elevator you would smell like somebody had just tooted and i thought there was a guy in the second floor who drank a lot and I thought he was just like tooting in the elevator every time he was in there and I didn't know and then we were moving out my folks went into the underground parking to just like get out of the rain and I went down into the basement and I almost oh wow it. like it just smelled like raw Holy sewage shit. in the basement and I realized like some of my health issues may be related to that and to the mold And then we found out a couple that lived on the main floor of the building. I had seen her around a little while, like for the last year and a half in a wheelchair. I thought she had MS. It turns out they lived on the main floor and she was having like a completely like debilitating reaction to whatever those vapors were. Oh my God. And her and her partner had to move out and leave all their furniture behind. They couldn't take anything with them because it was making her so sick. And of course the landlord has said nothing. Um, and because this is in proximity to a you know a pending SkyTrain station, uh, the owner passed away recently. They're, the kids are just like extracting as much money as they can from the property before they probably right. sell it for $50 million. So there's people, including seniors in that building, that aren't aware they're sitting on top of raw yeah. sewage. It's not fucking okay. And now I'm getting worked up about it. And I wasn't until I just started saying it. But like, 
to go from that without realizing like part of why my mental health was as low as it's been and my confidence has been just in the toilet for lack of a better way of putting it the sewer maybe <laughs> Jesus I, I wouldn't um, have caught that if you hadn't uh, pointed it out so thanks <laughs> you know you know us always good for a good sewer joke or a toot joke um anyway but yeah it, um to go from that and then suddenly to be in this place where the hallways are brightly painted as well like carpets new there's kids playing there's like a vibrancy mm-hmm. here um, we're getting to know our neighbors gradually. Um, and I'm not waking up. Um, there's another issue I'll talk about later, but I'm not waking up feeling like a migrainey and shitty. Um, so I think some of my health issues could wow. probably be attributed to the air quality of where we're living, which is, I mean, yeah, awful. that's wild. If this is the U S people, would, people would probably be suing them if this was somewhere else, but this is Vancouver now, right? People are so desperate for housing. Even if they know that's happening, they're not going to say anything because they don't want the building to get torn down because then they're going to be out yeah. in a market that's just unfeasible, you know? Um, so that's my way of saying super grateful to be here. Awesome. You know, there's no raw sewage. Um, I've already met the resident crows and they seem pretty <laughs> uh, Um, So that's nice. And I saw a hummingbird out there too, so... Uh, you know, um, in opposition to it, Osvaldo was like worried about like there's no wildlife, and I'm like, honey, there's more crows in East Vancouver than there are kids. <laughs> like it's their neighborhood. Anyway, we had a big chuckle. Nice. That. But, yeah. <laughs> Feeling all settled though, so, relatively yeah. or ish. Like, um, yeah, like I kind of have a setup sort of some of the way I want it. Like you pointed out, I have my calendar up here. I have a whiteboard. Um, I'm starting to feel that I just I know I need to you know we haven't put our artwork up or anything it's only been like a week and a day eight days I so. still haven't put my artwork um, up and I've been in this place a year now so <laughs> okay. I think I've put let's see right? one two three yeah I've put three four four works up uh one of which two no one from our friend Ryan Walter Wagner so shout out Ryan uh but uh but Ryan. yeah that's uh I've got at least a dozen different prints and stuff that I need to to frame and actually hang. But, um, you know, that costs money and that's, that's a low priority for where my money's going right now. So they're just going to have to sit rolled in a tube a little while longer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm kind of like, I, I definitely let Osvaldo do that because my spatial awareness, like even I hung the whiteboard and my calendar myself and they're like, this. <laughs> I just like I'm just like get it in the wall I don't fucking care and I don't even I even tried to mark it and it still didn't matter it's still crooked as fuck so that's just like kind of how it's gonna be yeah. for now and just like things are gonna be a little bit messy and just kind of um just yeah being okay with that like starting this new part-time job too it means that I'm like on this like steep learning curve I'm hoping I don't lose power if I mm. do I'll come yep. right back um my laptop needs a new battery and if it's yeah, it's acting wonky. So the other day it just kind of went. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got it plugged in though, right now. Okay, if it's plugged right. in, yeah. If it's not plugged in, it does. Right, that's what I assume. That's yeah. what I mean. Because it kind of just gave me a little thing, and I'm like, shit, is it doing? Anyway, the battery looks to be charging up here in the corner. Um, so yeah, the part-time job's going really well. I really enjoy the work, doing more research about ADHD and what sort of was happening in the world right now. Um, I unfortunately, um, uh, I don't know if I should, 
Yeah, I am going to kind of mention this because it's kind of ties into what I was talking about before, how my, my confidence has been really mm-hmm. shattered. And um, we, we were, this little was like covering us to get a new bed until I can pay my half or whatever. So we went to the same place we bought our previous bed because it was getting too mm-hmm. soft. And the guy was, you know, salesy or whatever. But the first bed that I lied on, I was like, this is the one. I feel like this is good. And then we went on one that was like really firm. And I was kind of like, oh, I didn't really like it. But I think it was like $100 mm-hmm. less. And I went into this like almost codependent appeasing mode where I didn't want to piss anybody off. So I said, let's get this one, even though I knew it wasn't going to right. be good. And they delivered a slab of cement to us on Friday that I have been trying to fucking sleep on and is actually hurting oh me. And I was like so upset realizing I didn't advocate in the moment for what I right. fucking wanted, which was a bed that would support me and feel soft. And I was so upset. And then as well, don't ever talking about it yesterday. And he looked at me and he's like, where the fuck is feisty Robbie? Like, where is the Robbie that I know that does that, you know, do no harm, take no shit. Where are you? Like, why are you letting this fucking sales guy tell you what to do? Right. And, and so I called the guy back cause he had convinced me to keep the bed on the phone. And I was like, that's why I was crying. Cause I was like, that's not what I want. Right. And I was trying to be all nice and shit. And then, like, I just called him back and I was like, Mike, look, I'm in pain. This right. isn't going to work. We need to fix this now. And he's like, okay, come to the showroom and we'll get you sorted nice. out. And we did. And they got me the original bed at like a $300 discount, which was awesome. nice. But it was like this huge switch for me, Jordan, because I have been like a little bit of a doormat lately because I've just felt really crappy physically, emotionally, and, and everything. And, you know, the job loss two years ago, all the drama that went along that, that I've talked about, like, repeatedly on the show. But, like, it's only, like, it was just that bad thing that made me realize, holy fuck. Like, I'm just letting people get away with shit. That's not okay. Like, I'm not advocating for what I actually want. And I haven't done any research on this of of whether that's necessarily an attribute of ADHD but I feel like when you get so many negative messages throughout your life you start to question your own mind oh, for sure I, I would say that that, that you, you know, know people pleasing and wanting to go along to get along is very much uh, an ADHD trait or at least for me it, it sure as shit is um yeah I mean mm. that's 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 kind of classic like don't want to rock the boat and then of course I, I don't I, I may have misunderstood there but it sounded like Oswaldo liked the firmer mattress. And so he was in, yeah, indifferent. Okay. He was kind of like, well, this one, I can sleep right. on this. Like he's, he can sleep like in a tent. He's okay. <laughs> he's sleeping. Wherever. Yeah. He's cool. But no, it's just one of those um, things where it, it sounds like, um, because you are in a position where, you know, he's, he's bearing the financial brunt of this purchase. Um, you know, that, that, that you feel like you're, needs aren't aren't valid even though you are also going to speaking mm. of, of fucking phones going off uh you, i just heard even, that i was like is that mine shit i thought it's yeah <laughs> muting my shit right now um uh what the fuck was i saying um well the fact oh, that yes, he was yes. you know doing the original yeah and and and, and, and yeah, yeah. And, and so you're in a position where you know because because someone else is is sort of taking care of it quote unquote you don't feel like you're 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 Thoughts are valid, even though you're sleeping on it, too. So that that totally sucks. Uh, but I totally mm-hmm. get that kind of like, um, yeah, part of it's like people pleasing. And then part of it is, you know, like, um, I guess kind of feeling like you're not worth 
uh, uh, other people taking care of you in, in some way or another. That's certainly something that I've felt a lot. <laughs> oh, that's so well said, because I think that that's like an almost like an ancient wound of mine. Like any time that somebody was going to do something nice or buy me something. I remember even as a kid, like it was like a, a Speedo bathing suit. Like that I wanted so badly. And the fact that they were going to get it for me, I can't remember if it was my dad or stepmom, maybe it was my stepmom. It was, I think, for Christmas, which is weird in Ontario. It was not like we were swimming. <laughs> weren't that many indoor pools then. Um, but I was like, I was more excited about the fact that they would even consider getting me this, you know, Speedo bathing suits were expensive even back sure. in the day. And it's what all the other seven-year-olds were wearing at the pool. And I wanted to have one. And they got me one that was like two sizes too small. And so it was like, I didn't say anything, even though like my little seven-year-old body was like, this hurts. Like, because I, I was just so yeah, thrilled yeah, yeah. that they like, you don't want to seem ungrateful or, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think there is kind of like an old thing there. And it's good that you brought that up because um, Oh did, you know, kind of mention that too. He's like, why the fuck? Like, I wouldn't have cared. Why didn't you just tell me? Um, and the fact is, like, I'm going to be paying for my share of sure. it, like over time. He was just like doing the original mm -hmm. outlay of money because he had the cash on hand. Um, but, you know, it was just like, yeah, that the feeling, the shitty feeling that I had of like, why you know why can't i just get a bed that would allow me to get a good night's sleep and then of course my perspective gets even more negative because i haven't slept and i feel like someone is stabbing me in the back quite literally over and over and over again like from my shoulder blades downwards i actually have a heating pad on oh, my wow. desk chair right now and i'm just like fuck <laughs> but at the same time i'm grateful right because it's like oh this is a good awareness to have like holy shit like the people pleasing and the not wanting to ruffle feathers and being afraid that if I say what I actually want, then it'll get taken yes. away. I think that was the fear that somehow like he would be like, well, fuck it. We're not going to get a bed today. And I would have been devastated right. even though the bed we had wasn't terrible. It just was not the best. So it's just like instead like almost a week of like stabby pants. And like, I put like my, like the shades, like um, thing from our couch on top mm -hmm. of it. And it still feels wow. like we're camping. Like this thing is so fucking hard. I'm just like, who wants to sleep on this? What like what person <laughs> is made of like 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 that has no hips or bones or I don't know. Jesus. Anyway. So that's happening. Well, I'm glad to hear that uh, Feisty Robbie's making her way back to uh, back to the surface. Um, I totally feel you, though. Like, my, my confidence has been absolutely in the fucking toilet lately, except on, like, one front, which is, um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I've fully stopped giving a shit whether anyone but me likes what I am doing uh, in, in an improv context. Um, which has been very, very fun. Uh, that, that, that's the one kind of area where I do feel a lot more confident uh, coming back after break, which is surprising because I haven't really been playing much the last two years. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been actually a lot of fun to kind of get back to that. And I'm getting a lot of uh, 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 self-confidence back from, from being able to teach and all that kind of stuff too. Um, but yeah, like, you know, uh, I had like a really couple weird, like, very emotionally volatile days uh last week and just like you know just just like repeat crying jags and not being sure why and that's that's really unusual for mm -hmm. me because like i'm 
I'm usually pretty aware of what's causing me to feel a given way. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, but it's just been, it's been weird lately. I'm sure part of it is just like, you know, my sleep is still all over the place. So I know I'm not well rested. So that's certainly part of it. Um, But yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it's been, it's, it's been weird. I totally, I I feel you though on, on the kind of lack of confidence with everything. So, yeah. (laughs) And like to layer on top of all of this, you know, and like our brains, our life histories are both of us having um, like a work trauma happen in the last Mm -hmm. two years. Um, There's a global pandemic that isn't quite over. There's war happening. There's just shit like on top, like there's just like this chronic uncertainty, economies fluctuating all over the place and social media all in the mix of that like how are we supposed to just like calm our nervous systems down (laughs) enough to just fucking cope with what we're coping with and then like you know write a pithy tweet on top of it fuck and then find out that elon musk just bought a major share of twitter i'm like well that game's over well i I, as as, (laughs) as someone said on uh i saw someone quote tweet that news article and say something about like you know, uh, it's it's a vertical integration uh, with the primary resources that drive Tesla's stock price, which is, in fact, Twitter. <laughs> wow. OK, so it'll just be people tweeting about their cars. now. No, I, 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 I just like, I just mean I, that, like, um, uh, you know, a, a traditional business, say, say the Ford Motor Company, if they wanted to vertically integrate, might buy uh, steel suppliers or, or things like that. Uh, uh, computer units uh, that the, that uh, uh, power their navigation systems or whatever. But yeah, like the only thing that actually creates value for Tesla is people posting about how cool Tesla is because they're not actually fucking oh. doing anything. Their their cars still catch on fire and and lock you inside of them and all this other shit. But you know, they the I saw one just like randomly running quietly on the street the other day with nobody in it. And I was like. Is this thing like surveilling people? What the fuck is it doing? It's really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I remember it used to be like, what? No, go ahead. Oh, they just used, when they first came out, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. No emissions. Rad. That's great. And now I'm kind of like, what's that fucking thing doing? I don't trust them. That's, that's the. Because <laughs> they're too quiet. Yes. They're going to hit you. That's, like, that's, that's the weirdest about. thing about, about electric cars <laughs> is that they are so quiet. Um, I forget what the hell I was watching something ages ago, but there was a gag about like, uh, uh, you know, mafia guys running someone over in an electric car because it is quiet. (laughs) So, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always a scene in like, in like these gangster movies or whatever, where like suddenly the headlights flicker on and like the car starts going towards this guy. And it's like, you can just do that without them even being aware at all. Right, but are those are those cars built like the tanks that the mafioso used to have back? Good in the question. Day, like those big old Cadillacs yeah. that could just like barrel through somebody, or is somebody just going to kind of hit the thing and go ow, and then just walk away? <laughs> I don't no, know. I mean they're they're pretty Weird. damn heavy because um, you know I, I f- mm. maybe I'm way off base, but I feel like a gas vehicle of a similar size would weigh less because cells, battery cells, are incredibly fucking heavy. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's then. my that's my guess. But they just look light. Anyway, I don't want to give him <laughs> attention, but like it's it's just so funny. Like the whole social media thing is just um, you know I am trying really hard to just kind of get my weekends free, but I get sucked into Instagram because mm-hmm. you know there's a cute story or whatever, and I'm just just trying to be aware of where my attention yeah. is and like and acknowledging I don't need to 
sound off or contribute to discourse that is not it's not my place to comment on and it's like and that's you know how algorithms function on the outrage and whatnot right and like recently it's just been like i log in and go really <laughs> like that's what everybody's upset about are you joking i guess is it is this a april fool's thing i don't know like on april fools that somebody did did the, like one of the digital newspapers here does this thing every year an april fool's thing and they're like, there's going to be a big Vancouver sign, like the Hollywood sign in West <laughs> Vancouver. But they're going to have like years of consultations because shadowing and people in West Vancouver don't want shadows. And it was just like, oh, a fucking course. Like I felt like this like bitterness come up. Like, oh, God, like they're going to build this stupid sign, but they can't build social fucking out. And then I was like, oh, it's a joke. Okay, <laughs> so that's that's before you brought up April <laughs> Fool's Day, when you said social media, that's where I was going to steer it anyway, because I wasn't um, I didn't mm. I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm springing this on you out of nowhere, uh, so apologies uh, to you and the audience, possibly. But that was that's an interesting discussion that I saw happening is, you know, is is April Fool's Day exclusionary to neurodivergent people? Thoughts go. <laughs> oh, you know what? Because I actually posted that day. I am way too gullible for this shit. I'm out of here because I was like believing everything. Right. And. And I do wonder that, like, if these kind of, like, weird joke setups are not, yeah, like, because it was, like, like, I was getting really worked up about it. So I wonder if, like, April Fool's and, like, pranks in general, like, I feel like April Fool's, though, and somebody said this, it's like, oh, so people are just lying. Right. Like, that's what April <laughs> Fool's is now. Because it used to be kind of a joke, like, ha, 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 and it was supposed to be funny. But now it's like, let's traumatize somebody with some news that really impacts them. So my my take on that is no, they're not. It's not accessible to neurodivergent. Oh, I, I would agree with no. that. And and mm. what's what's tough though is that I'm really I'm so mixed on this because on the one hand, it fucking sucks to fall for stuff. I do that all the time. Um, and especially you know like mm. I totally understand not thinking that, that that April Fool's should be a thing because as you said like. So much of what passes for an April Fool's quote unquote joke now is just kind of like either needless cruelty or needless cruelty <laughs> in the form of needless hopefulness. Uh, you know, like like April Fool's Day, uh, we just announced free dental and eye care for all Canadian citizens. Ha 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 ha. And it's like we are kind of close to that. Though. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit maybe cynical about how much they're going to actually accomplish. Mm. But I think it's great that kids under 12 have got dental now. That's very cool. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I just like, uh, uh, you know, it. This, this is where where I where it becomes tough for me is because I am a a gullible neurodivergent person who falls for stuff, and I'm also a person who appreciates a good troll and a good prank a lot. Um, and you know, like that's 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 it's stupid, but there's so much humor to me in just like saying something stupid that you obviously don't mean and a bunch of people that can't tell the joke is a joke come in and just like what the fuck is wrong with you like <laughs> quote tweeting all over the place like look at this fucking asshole idiot and blah 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 and like so my friend my friend josiah who i think you know too i can't remember uh, or at least on twitter but um he's he's the king of that stuff and it's so much of it is because he has a blue check mark 
And so he can just make like what is extremely obviously a joke that like, you know, nobody could possibly actually believe this. But because he's got the check mark, you know, he gets all of these high follower accounts quote tweeting him and being like, look at how fucking stupid this guy is and rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and of course he, he just gets off on being yelled at by strangers right and so it's just like i don't know I, i'm i'm i would hate to see all of the joy that i get from someone who sincerely believes they're so fucking smart and everyone else is stupid just clowning themselves that is very very funny to me and i would hate to see that disappear mm. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, like I said, I fall for this shit all the time, too. And so it's like it 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 is it makes it harder to trust what you read online. But I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like there's never been a period of, of life where it has been OK to trust, quote unquote, media of any sort. Like even even during whatever Gutenberg's days, you couldn't believe every fucking pamphlet that got handed to you. You know, like <laughs> that's true. And there are like many layers of vested organizations that want to manipulate our emotions and attention to their own benefit. You mm-hmm. know, and I mean, like somebody said the other day, like, um, like even Jeff Bezos, like he owns like what the Washington Post and yep. a bunch of other things now, and like the headlines will read something like. Well, no, of course we shouldn't tax the rich because it's, you know, like just stupid shit like that. And it's just like, okay, but even my perspective as somebody, I can't, I don't even know if I have a political identity per se, but it's just like, I know how much of that is influenced by what I consume. So if I'm like in the housing discourse of Vancouver on Twitter, I'm going to be of the build more fucking housing crew, right? right? And I'm not really gonna listen to somebody who's like, but the character, because I'm like, you're privileged biatch, like stop it. But I feel like I'm right, but then they feel like they're right because they don't want their peace disrupted, which is a valid concern. Um, But the east side of Vancouver should not be absorbing all the new housing. And it's pretty evident when when you're in this area, there's like housing starts all over Broadway. And then as soon as you get to like Arbutus, it's like, pristine and yeah. quiet and there's like nothing being built except for McMansions and it's like okay guys like your turn <laughs> you know everybody else in the city has been doing their shit like your turn to probably yeah. but I also know like if I am reading somebody who I you know I deeply agree with and they're you know they just released a study or they're giving their intake um sorry their input on a study I will get influenced by that and my opinion well I will feel the need to express it but I don't necessarily need to. Right. Sometimes it can just be you and I talking or me just talking amongst, you know, I don't have to broadcast. Um, but then, you know, sometimes what I do, I'm like, ooh, people are getting, <laughs> and that's my ego, right? Tender little vanity right. metrics. Ooh, somebody... George Stromanopoulos liked my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so did, did, did George Stromanopoulos <laughs> actually like your tweet? He did. Nice. He there liked something that was related, but it was it was re- more related to something he had posted, and I posted some kind of comment. And he liked it, and I was like, <laughs> having a little groupy moment because <laughs> I've been a fan of his and like back since you know much music sure. back in the day because he was like the cool DJ. <laughs> I I I <laughs> have never trusted a man with a goatee, but he seems like a perfectly nice guy. Other than that, so. <laughs> oh, maybe I can't remember. Does the goatee? I, I feel like he had a little fucking like Scott Whalen soul patch or something. Oh, he probably <laughs> the soul patch thing, probably. Anyway, he was always just so smart, but also so sincerely interested in people. That's what I always right. really valued in him. He wasn't like 
screening is on. Like, you know, there were some people that went on to do like the most celebrity gossip stuff. I can't remember. Like the intern guy, whatever his, Rick, Rick, the the, Rick the Temp. Or, yeah, he went on to do like E.T. or some shit. Um, and there was other people that just went on to be glamorous. But then, of course, like, um, um, so Kim Lee, she's like still being a badass. Phenomenal, yeah. She was one of the ones I liked because she actually like gave her armpit to the guy from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers in an interview once. Yeah, sorry, gave her armpit? What do you mean by Well, that? she like let him smell her armpit. Oh. <laughs> he was like, and I guess this is a thing he used to do. He used to like walk around like, can I smell your armpits? And most journalists would be like, ew, no. And she was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I was like, I loved her. Anyway, it's like back, back in the day when like, yeah, you know, you're just waiting for like, the white stripes video to come right. on or whatever it was you wanted to hear right. even before that like oh god back when you used to have to wait and you were like beholden to like the schedule of somebody else's like show i remember uh uh always having a tape deck in or a tape in the tape deck excuse me <laughs> so i could tape good songs off of mix 1060 when they came on and so my little mixtapes would just have like the fade out, the outro, the DJ be like, new music radio, mix 1060 AM, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like on every fucking tape I had. <laughs> and then like maybe three quarters of the song or something. I did, I did that totally. with like Tears for Fears back in the 80s. It was just like, everybody wants to rule the world. They're going to play it. They're going to play it. And like sitting there just like waiting. And then like the sound quality was horrible. That was even before, like, I had a Walkman, just, like, playing this yeah, like, teeny Yeah, that, that, that was the way, the, that was, yeah, before I had a a tape deck that, because, like, I, I used to use my dad's tape recorder uh, when I was a kid, and that was, like, you know, he bought it, I think, in the late 70s or early 80s. It was, like, a fucking brick, and obviously, you know, having mm-hmm. having a, 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 a radio receiver and a cassette deck in the same portable unit was just, like, unheard of at that point. So that you just reminded me that the very earliest version of that was me holding the tape recorder up to the speaker on the boom box so it was like mono and like fucking horrible sound quality <laughs> but we, we did we made do with what we had to at the time so exactly we were so much more resourceful than these kids today <laughs> i tell you what they just like push a button and everything's accessible <laughs> to them and they have a little meltdown if their song doesn't play <laughs> we've lived hard lives i tell you what oh absolutely hard as hell <laughs> um <laughs> So I can't, I can't remember, um, it, 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 Jesse Meadows is someone that you told me about and we've talked about relatively recently, right? Did you? Yes. And I'm like fanning on her big time. Did you read yeah. her piece from the 30th called uh, what is a working memory? Um, refresh my memory. Cause I may have, yeah. Cause I've been reading a lot about that. Lately. Yeah. It was just, just basically like, you know, kind of. Um, it, it, it was something that I thought was really good. Uh, it helped me a lot in terms of like, just not being mad at yourself for not remembering everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and especially like for me, short term working memory is just, it is fucking awful. And so, you know, like, uh, I was, um, I, I was teaching uh, this past week and uh, one of the students was a guy that I sort of know, like we've met five or six times and I definitely know his name, but I just, I just fucking totally blanked on his name. And I'm just like, man, I'm really sorry. Like, I know, I know your name and like, I think you're a cool dude. I just completely fucking forgot your name. So sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a really good piece about just kind of like, um, yeah, not, not letting 
that be a, a, a point of shame for people uh, like me yeah. that do have a lot of fucking memory issues. Like, it, I, I, I'm really embarrassed by it because I know that I'm a smart person and I have, like, generally pretty good recall for, like, you know, things that are of no importance and don't matter at all. But, like, it's hard not to feel ashamed when you lose track of what you're saying literally in the middle of saying it. Like, like I got my fucking phone dinged and all of a sudden the previous, you know, 45 seconds just were totally wiped from my mind earlier. So. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, the, what, if I could distract it even a little bit, I was actually going to share something with O earlier. And then he said, you know, just before you tell me that, can I get you, can I get this? And I was like, and I went and I got the thing and then I flew into a little bit of a fit because I was like, well, now I don't remember right. what the fuck I was. And then I was like, he just reminded and it was fine. And I, you know, we got through it. But like anytime, like I get, if I'm in the middle of telling a story and then I need to reroute, it's usually like it's gone. Um, but I think what she was pointing to, and I don't know if I still have that one open because I've been kind of making my way through this, the sluggish I'll just emails. Uh, ping you the link in um, chat here. Oh, why is Spud still open? Jesus. Why do we have that page open? Oh my god! Um, what, what, what's your what's okay, your, you your quick, quick check in? What's your tab count, Robbie? Um, I don't know. Maybe thirty, forty. Holy shit! Um, like close to bunch. <laughs> Is that bad? It's it just it's just I I know that. I, I am an outlier amongst, I feel like, ADHDers in that I can't do mm. more than, like, four or five. Uh, just just the idea of, as soon as they get, like, so small mm. that I can't, I don't know what's going on in each tab, I'm like, just alt-cue the whole thing and start a new browser. <laughs> you know what, and I should be doing that, and I do remind myself once in a while, like, half of those are just, like, open Google. Like, totally. I just, like, open a tab to search something and then don't... <laughs> Or start typing it in and then drift over. <laughs> and like, yeah. I've, I've got like Pet Finder open because I'm like falling in love with dogs because we have an option to have a dog uh -huh. now. And I'm like, we haven't even been here a week. And as well as like, <laughs> hold off, honey. <laughs> I'm sending links to my sister. Look at this dog. It has blue eyes. It's part husky. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, stop it. Um, and then I still have the Spud open. I have Ikea open because we need light blocking uh, curtains for the bedroom and like um, the sluggish, the substack for sluggish mm -hmm. in defense of forgetting. Yes. I love that. The four horsemen of what the totally I'm just saying. Um, Jesse Meadows is rad. If you don't follow her, you should and definitely sign up for this uh, email because they're so good. Mm -hmm. um, and she goes really deep too. like she, you know, the study and cognition, like she's very, um, in some ways methodical, but outside of like the norm. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. Like um, she questions a lot of like this, the mainstream narrative around ADHD. Um, she did a great thing last night on uh, Instagram stories, which was so fucking good. And she was highlighting all these dudes that have like ADHD TikToks mm. talking about like, your girl may have ADHD if she's not cleaning up and doing all this stuff. And it's all like free labor right. things. And she was just like, how does this guy have 500,000 followers? And women are following that and feeling insufficient because they're not cleaning up after your lazy ass. Like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she's definitely somebody I would love to um, have on the show at some point if she'd be open mm -hmm. to it. I think she just launched her own podcast with... Um, 
remember her name right now. We'll have to put their stuff in the in the show notes. Yeah, because the, yeah, the working memory thing. It's not. A, I want to remind myself it's not a character flaw because it feels that way oh, sometimes. Yeah. You know, like um, like maybe it's a good thing to not always be remembering. Well, that's that, that's kind of um, fuck. I may be conflating two different things now, but I feel like it's the, it's in the same piece where she talks about how um, people with memory deficiencies are usually much more creative and kind of um, what's the word mm. looking for uh, uh, lateral thinkers um, because there's all these things that aren't the relevant task at hand or whatever that are always kind of swirling around too, right? So yeah, I, I think that's mm-hmm. that's a really good way to look at it is, you know, like instead of thinking of it as as hmm, maybe I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh contradict myself because uh so I, I I refuse generally to think of things as zero sum games. Uh um generally mm-hmm. of the belief that like cooperatively we can all kind of win so to speak. Um but maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's nice to think of a zero of it being a zero sum thing with working memory and and creativity or or lateral thinking where like you know it's it's like a scale um you know if you have the one that side is going to weigh is, is going to outweigh the other but you know like maybe you can't have both <laughs> mm, yeah i didn't um, articulate that but, very well apologies no i think i know what you're saying though like um and the term a word like what just came up for me was the idea of elastic thinking. Hmm, I've never heard like, that. That you're, and I don't. If I just like that, just like the words just came to me. I don't know if it's like a or an actual thing, but I feel like that's what that's what the strength is there in not being caught up in like you're saying in like this like very methodical way. We do this and we do this and this is how it's always been done. It kind of gets you out of the status right. quo. Like, that's why I think it can be really powerful in any kind of creative setting when people are stuck on something. And then the ADHD kid can go, well, why don't we just do this? And everybody else in the room be like, it's a revelation, you know, (laughs) because we're not like hung up on the, well, someone so said it has to be done this way. Um, So, yeah, I really appreciate that, that kind of line of thought too. Um, Getting away from the sort of um, pathologizing mindset as well. Mm -hmm. Like, this is always something that has to be treated. I think there's things that, you know, we need to do to take care of ourselves. But I don't know. It's, I'm still kind of of the mind that um, that difference is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we're all the same, like, how fucking boring, like, would our world be? You know, if you live in, like, these monolithic cultures, like, which some people would love to have. I don't, I don't really see like anything interesting happening out of that mm. or any, any real innovation or um, any real growth, just like more suburbs. <laughs> wow. How did, how did I tie that into like city planning? Well, uh, you know, you, you, it's at the forefront of your mind right now. You've got a move just done. And of course, this stuff has mm. been kind of on your plate for the last while anyway. It's an area of interest of yours. Yeah. Yeah. I have been thinking about it for a while. Um, I have stopped calling into the city council meetings for the time being because I don't need it. I don't need to scream at certain councillors who are whatever. Um, but yeah, so um, Jessie Meadows um, will definitely, she's uh, somebody I want to um, reach out to. I'd love to have her come and chat on the show. Because, um, I yeah, I definitely feel that she just like pushes back against 
much of the narrative. Mm-hmm. And sh- and she's the one who was also talking about like with the social media stuff and like you don't need to weigh in on yeah. every event of the day. And that is actually going to cause you more harm, like I think in the long run. Um, than just like write something privately about it and share it with people you trust instead of putting yourself out there. And like, it's almost like a recipe for um, RSD. It's like, you're fucked if you do and fucked if you don't. Because if nobody likes it, you're like, I suck. But if a bunch of people like it in the wrong way, then you still suck. Yeah. And like, so it's just like, like there's no real... um, there's no real satisfaction, I guess, in that. It all feels kind of hollow. You know? mm-hmm. And if, like, if Facebook and Instagram only have 1% click-through rates, like when you post something to drive traffic to a website. So I see a lot of like people with ADHD accounts that have like tons of followers, but are they getting what they want from this? Like, Are people clicking through to their link in bio and like paying them for their services or are they just, is it entertainment? Well, what I wonder more and more often with specifically Facebook and Instagram is, is what percentage of those followers are even being served that account's content. I don't, I've, I've we yeah. bitched about this ad nauseum before, but basically unless, unless, mm-hmm. unless you're paying the platform in some way, your shit is invisible. And especially with time sensitive stuff, they, just literally purposely delay it until the event has ended to start showing it in, in other people's news feeds, unless you fucking pay them. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a use of, Hey, speaking of which you're fucking back on there. I saw, uh, I saw uh, Robbie McDonald liked uh, the Holy shit. I have ADHD Facebook page. What's up with that? This breaking news. Um, okay. So part of my gig uh, working with the ADHD clinic in Burnaby is to manage the Facebook page. And you can't just like log in as a a, a admin, you have to have a personal account. And so I decided to make um, an account and then just added like my immediate family members. Um, And I am not going to be on it. And I've even got right in my bio, this account is monitored Monday to Thursday during office hours and that's it. Um, Because I decided that rather than kind of resist what would, you know, is part of this role that I've accepted to do, Mm -hmm. um, to just do that, but with like super firm fucking boundaries around it. And it is amazing, like, because the platform has changed quite a bit since I was on there, you know, back in 2014. And then, you know, they, you know, they definitely want to know your political views and all this shit. I'm like, no, you don't like, they don't even have my email. Right. Like, they have a phone number to text me, which they're trying to get me sucked back in, but I just ignore and lock it down whenever I get a notification. Um, but it just became like, it was almost like this accepting, okay, so if I'm going to be doing any part-time comp stuff, that is just part of the, d- the deal. Um, and then eventually I, I think I'll be kind of like getting out of that anyway because I know you and I are talking about doing some things and I want to be running more ADHD events, peer support, things like that. Like, I feel like this, this um, job is a great opportunity for me to learn. Um, so I didn't want to sabotage that by saying, fuck you, I'm not doing totally. Facebook. No, eh, burn it all down. And just like, I had to kind of be an adult about it. Not an adult, but I had to be um, a little more accommodating. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that to say, Jordan, like, that's why I'm there and I'm not going to be out throwing sheep at people or doing whatever it is people do on Facebook now. No, I, uh, I, I don't even know if people still do that. I, I <laughs> laughed really, really hard when I saw that notification. And then I was like, this has to be because she's running her works Facebook page. Like there is there is literally no other scenario that I could see you coming back to Facebook. 
Uh, so, so yeah, I had a chuckle about that. And, uh, and I guess, I guess, welcome back, Robbie. Welcome back to <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's fucking soulless void. The metaverse. Yes. Yes. Welcome back to the dark. Um, I actually activated dark mode on it too, which was kind of nice. So it's like, it looks different. Yeah. So then it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just because it's not the white background. Yeah. It doesn't feel as triggering. Um, and I mean, they, it's, to your point, like I posted like a, a graphic on the clinic website this morning about the fact that 80% of um, adults with ADHD are neither being treated or diagnosed. Mm-hmm. It's like a large amount of people. It's a pretty, you know, stark statistic. Um, and then immediately it was like, oh, for $35, you can reach 7,000 people. And I'm like, yeah. Why don't you just let me reach 7,000 people, fuckers? Like... Anyway, so I don't even want to have this conversation with the owner of the clinic. Like, do you have a budget to pay for people to see your shit? Because his goal in getting me in there is to drive traffic to the website. And I've told him it's like 1% on a good day. So I'm not giving those a lot of attention. Like, I'm writing, I think, pretty pretty well-written blogs of, you know, about some of the challenges people with ADHD are facing and, you know, how to find a good coach and that kind of thing. Um, this week, I'm going to be writing about doing your taxes. Oh, well, that's the disability tax credit. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fucking. Oh, man, I got to get on top of that shit. I have like a lot of accounting I need to catch up on before I can file <laughs> my taxes. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like my sister was saying this, too, and she's not even ADHD, but she's just like she she's always had someone do them for her. And now she's like, I want to do it myself. But there's this overwhelming feeling that goes along with mm-hmm. it. But like I use simple talks and granted mine has been really easy the last two years and I have it done in an hour. Nice. And it's one of those ADHD tasks that's like fully fucking overwhelming until you get inside it. Unless you have like, I think yours will be fairly complex because you're like a sole proprietor. Yeah. Actually, and that's, and that's exactly yeah. it is like that. The, the actual tax filing stuff doesn't take long but it's just like i i fucking hate logging receipts and and breaking all this stuff down by like what this expenditure was and blah 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 but i have to do that to get to know how much money i made so i can file my taxes um and and so yeah that's just uh that's something i put off let's put it that way Mm, and you know what i ended up doing mine um two weeks ago because because of the fact that i'm deaf Mm. and I probably have been for quite some time. Um, I spoke with my family doctor about it and we applied for like the disability tax credit through that, not necessarily through my neurodivergence stuff. And so going back like 10 years, there could be some funding coming my way from that. But because I now have this, I can also open like a a savings account that would be um, like, like more, more than an RSP. I don't know exactly what it, but I'm learning about all this stuff partly because of the clinic, because Dr. Perar posted that information on his website. Like you can apply for the disability tax credit and, you know, depending where your income is at, like you, you don't have to pay as much as other folks. And there are other things that you can apply for as well. Like, um, the, um, what's it called the, the Canada workers benefit. Like if you're under, I think if you're under $30,000 a year or something, and this is not something the government um, advertises. And here's the other thing, which I missed out on, but if you're under the age of 40 and you have the disability tax credit and you open what's called an RDSP, like a registered disability savings mm-hmm. account or something, um, 
the government will match what you put in there. So I missed it because I'm 54. But if you're almost Yeah, 30, I'm turning 40 in July. So that's uh, I just made a note about that in my, my little notepad file to investigate this. If you... Yeah, if your doctor is somebody who is willing to go through the process with you, it only takes about half an hour to fill out the form. It's better to do it together online. Mm -hmm. It's actually really fast. Like from the time that I did it with my doctor to it being approved was within a matter of weeks. Nice. Um, and there, so there's, um, for those that are listening in Canada who might qualify for this, don't leave that money on the table. If you're under the age of 40, the government will match your contributions and you can get grants and bursaries and all this shit. So... Um, it's out there, I guess is my point. So it's interesting for me to be learning about this stuff because ADHD folks, like, I don't know about you, but there was a gap of time where I didn't even do my taxes for a few years because I just got so overwhelmed, like in my 30s, I think. And at that time, I didn't even know that there was this thing. I think it's pretty recent, the disability tax credit. Um, but it's designed to kind of offset a lot of the additional costs that we have, like prescriptions mm -hmm. and... Um, you know, um, any kind of um, assistive technology equipment, things like that. Like, it, it's endless. Um, and so, yeah, it's up to $8,000 or something that you can nice. get credit for. So get on that shit yeah. is my point to you and anybody else listening because um, it, it made a difference in my taxes for this year. I thought I was going to owe a lot of money and I got a refund. Nice. We'll be getting a refund soon. Yeah. Um so yeah, taxes. Woohoo, sexy, sexy times. Sexy taxes. Yeah, no, that's um, <laughs> I I I don't know about you, but like when I was working full time, um, I had a fucking hell of a time remembering to use any of my benefits. Uh, you know these kinds of like um uh recreation funds or whatever, where you get a little bit of money for a gym membership or to fix up your bike or something like that. Um, you know, mm -hmm. remembering to claim things like, like remembering that I could go out and get a massage or like six of them over a course of a year and be able to mm -hmm. claim that all that kind of stuff. I just, I just never used because I never remembered it exists. Um, and yeah, like, you know, I was, I was actually shocked last year at how much tax I had to pay considering how mm -hmm. little income I make. And I recognize that's part of freelance life to a degree, but like, I'm sure there's got to be things that I'm not aware of that I could be benefiting from. And so this is a good one to, to yes. look into. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And like, there's an urgency to it too. Like if you can, if you can get that approved and then open up that RDSP this year, at least you can get yeah. some money. Like it's basically, I think you can even get like three times or wow. something. Like, so if you put in a thousand, they'll give you three. So that's $4,000. That's wild. And I thought I was like, cause I called Van City. I'm like, <laughs> so excited. I'm like, what are you going to and then she was like, oh, honey, uh, you're too old. <laughs> Aged out of it. But um, yeah, it's there are so many programs that are supposedly designed to help us, um, anybody with a disability, regardless of what it is, um, to offset the, the additional costs because there's so many things that we end up paying for that other folks don't have mm -hmm. to. Um, so to just like get on it and like make sure that you get what's owed to you, basically. Yes, that's my little preachy thing for today. Back on Facebook and writing about taxes. Two things I never thought I'd say out loud. <laughs> working girl Robbie. <clears throat> right, working girl spicy, feisty Robbie. Don't fuck with yeah. me in the bed. There, there, there's that feisty Robbie. Right? She's back. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, is there anything else you wanted to cover today? I know we're kind of up on an hour. No, um, I guess, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, we've got some some guests coming up uh, this month. Uh, we're going to be mm-hmm. talking to a couple of people, including... Um, you know, I'll do a little vague teaser that uh, someone whose name came up on the very first episode of, of this podcast will uh, will be guesting at some point in the near future. Um, and uh, let's see here. What else? Um, oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Uh, my friend Bright, my friend Bryce is um, is doing some fundraising for her facial feminization surgery. And she's a fucking phenomenal artist and a wonderful person. And uh, if you've got a little bit of money to kick her way, I would really, really love that. And I'm sure she would, too. So Amazing. Yeah. Um, and we're also, and this is me dropping the ball, but I'm going to be reaching out to Christy. Um, from Nomi, mm-hmm. which is um, a website that is being developed for specifically for folks with disabilities and the neurodivergent community, not just for dating, it's a connection website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just really, really excited about what she's doing. We had a great chat um, and she's been featured on the CBC. People are getting really excited about her work. It's just I dropped the ball, so I have to send the email to schedule the time to chat with her. But she's really excited about coming nice. on the show too. Yeah. And on that note, yeah, we could probably wrap it up. Nice chatting okay. to you. Nice chatting to you too, Jordan Lane. And uh, everybody out there, take it easy, and we'll uh, catch you on the flip side. If you enjoyed Holy Shit, I Have ADHD, subscribing to and reviewing it on your podcast platform of choice helps more neurodivergent folks find us, as does following and promoting the show on social media. A full list of platforms is on our Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash holy shit I have ADHD. While you're there, why not leave us a voicemail? You can also share your thoughts on this episode or your own ADHD experiences with us at you guessed it, holy shit I have ADHD at gmail.com or via our social media pages in the episode notes. Bye for now and hyper focus on the positive. (laughs) 